Everybody. Welcome to episode 8 of Oaktown Boys. I'm Corey. And I'm Dan. And I will take you through another grueling week of Oakland A's baseball. Ups and downs. Mostly feels like downs. Uh, there were ups and then there's been nothing but downs since Wednesday. Yep. No, Thursday. Um, yeah, uh, so started out with a win on Monday against the Angels. Things were going well. The A's won 4-1. to one. Cole Irvin outdueled Shohei Otani. He went seven scoreless innings, and Trevino came in for the two-inning save. Loriano and Olsen both homered, and it was a pretty good day. I mean, yep. things were looking up. It was just great to see Irvin outduel Shohei, and Cole Irvin has suddenly become a number two, number three starter on our, in this rotation when he was nowhere on anybody's projections to, to go into the season. So that's always great to see. And maybe we're not giving Irvin enough love overall. We got him for like basically a bag of balls, right? Like very little. I believe so. Yeah. And he, sure. he looks legit. And he can even hit a little bit. So yeah. I don't know what the Phillies were thinking. Legit. We will keep you, Cole Irvin. The Phillies could certainly use you, Cole Irvin. So. <laughs> we'll take him, though. Uh, on Tuesday, the A's won again, 6-0. to zero. James Caprillion uh, followed up Cole Irvin's brilliant start with one of his own. He went six scoreless, struck out seven. Sergio Romo continued his hot streak, and Sam Mole and Guerra both pitched as well. They kept it scoreless. Uh, Matt Olson hit another home run. So this whole post-home run derby myth is clearly that, just a myth. He's looking better than ever, and uh, yeah, he's just all around handsome. So it's yeah. I mean, you're Matt Olson's crushing it. Not always. It doesn't always negatively affect people to be in the home run derby, but I have very rarely seen someone be in the home run derby and then come out even better. And Matt Olson seems to have figured it out somehow. But he should do the home run derby every year. I actually saw someone post a stat that for the whole pool of home run derby participants, they are playing better. Post Derby this year. Really? Yes. Wow. By a, at least a decent margin. On Thursday, the A's won again. Their third win in a row, 4-1 to one versus the Mariners. Sean Manaya had a career-high 13 strikeouts through seven. He gave up just a solo shot to Tom Murphy. And other than that, Romo and Trevino kept it scoreless for, for the innings that they pitched. Uh, the A's offense spread out 11 hits throughout the entire lineup. It was... It was a good day. They didn't even use the home run ball. And then um, bad things happened. Yeah, I mean, I it, it, was, it almost seemed like the off day was between Thursday and Friday because that seems, I don't know what happened in that, you know, 24-hour period, but everything fell apart. Um, Friday, we lose three to four. It sucked. Um... Frankie, which is it's kind of turning into a theme for him. He was pretty wild early, like kind of bad. Settled down, was great. You know, it seems like he kind of almost isn't focused at the beginning of the games. And then once he gets focused, he's amazing. And his stuff is electric. And he is throwing everything for strikes and whatever. But, I mean, they were, they were down early. They tied it. And then um, lose on a 
unearned run. You know, it was a just not something that didn't have to happen. Um, Wild pitch. And yay! It's that you're keep that in mind. Keep in mind that the winning run was scored on a wild pitch. Because spoiler alert, you might hear me say that again soon. Um, it was just not a great way. To, they they showed some life. They were down and they came back. Um, Chapman homered. Uh, Olsen homered again. Matt Olsen continues to be amazing. Um, but yeah, they just lost. They they were down by a run and they just couldn't couldn't get it going. Um, put some runners on late in the game. I couldn't get anyone home. Couldn't get a big hit. Um, also, not the last time you're going to hear me say that. So that was Friday. Um, Saturday, Bassett was pretty bad for him. You know, um, he was like he wasn't terrible. He kept it. He also kind of like Frankie, like kept them in, kept him in the game, gave him a shot to win, yep. and they didn't capitalize on opportunities that they had. So, um, but yeah, I gave up, gave up four through five. Only walked three, um, struck out six. That's just more base runners than he's usually given up. There was a lot of traffic. Um, it was an especially messy Chris Bassett start. It was, and nah. it was an exciting game. I mean, they were, again, losing. Um, down 4-2. Came back and tied it on a Ramos Garcia home run. Let the Mariners load the bases in the bottom of the ninth, and then got two outs, and then Lou Trevino on court one. And a wild pitch was the winning run again. Uh, two games in a row. Really tough. You don't want that to happen two times all season. And having it happen two times in a row is not good. Um, and then today, Cole Irvin was not great. He wasn't terrible. He was really, he was just, didn't didn't have it today. Um, only gave up four through four. So that's not good. That's not like a total implosion. But it definitely wasn't his best start. Um, wasn't getting calls. Um, umps were, you don't want to talk about the umps too much. But they stunk. Um, A's have also played a stupid game. You know, they did a bunch of stupid stuff. Matt Chapman got thrown out, trying to go first to third in the ninth inning, down by one run. Got doesn't, hosed. Doesn't need to happen. You know, like, it wasn't wasn't the worst base running decision I've ever seen at all, but it was it was an out, and that's really not what we needed at the time. So, not a good idea. Um, Brown homered. Um, you know, it was okay. It was it was okay until they lost. They, you know, the the one in so, row losses hurt, and three of them in a row sucks. And there's they're piling up, and another way they're the having three in a row certainly contributes to it piling up. So you know um, how you erase winning three games in a row? Yeah, you lose three games in a row. So that's what happened this and week. And the Astros swept the Rangers. All while that was happening. So thanks a lot. Worst case Texas. scenario. Yeah, thank you for nothing, Rangers. Thank you for absolutely nothing. The entirety of Texas. Yeah. Um so yeah, I mean I guess I'm getting tired of the solo shots, man. I think every single home run they hit this week was a solo shot. Yeah, that and may, I mean it may not just, be true, all of a sudden feels like it. All of a sudden there's all these crooked innings popping up. You know, there nobody's limiting the damage. It's not one run, it's two runs, three runs, Four and then two in inning, and then two inning. Yes, oh my god! I just Cole Irvin was cruising today. He was doing fine. Walked guy hit, 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 losing, hit. Did that happen when he more. was throwing that no hitter like a week or two? Ago? It did happen when he was throwing the no hitter like a week ago. But I mean, he, you know, he, he was facing today. He's facing Kyle Seager with the game up two nothing. We're winning two nothing. Bases loaded. I think one out, and he just. 
First pitch is just an 84, 85 mile an hour changeup, like bell high, right down the middle. And I just, you know, and you're if you're up with the bases loaded, you're looking for something that you can do some damage on. That is like a batting practice pitch. Like, I don't know what, I don't know. It was just, they're not. Looking for the curveball. They're just, they're like, they're kind of wilting in big moments, you know? Like, they're not playing bad, but every linchpin moment in every game, they're just found wanting right now yes. and it's resulting in a lot of losses and that is not fun and i mean i i'm just i'm i'm, I'm annoyed i'm annoyed i'm very annoyed I'm, at him right now i'm sensing we found our way into our angry segment yeah we we did have some highlights of the week to talk about quickly the uh highlight of the week for me was sean Manaya's career high 13 strikeout game on the season, he's truly doing everything we could have possibly hoped for. So it's awesome to see him fully blossoming. Through 20 games, he's got 116 innings. He's given up 110 hits, 42 runs, 28 walks, 128 strikeouts, 14 home runs. That all makes for a 3.16 ERA and a 1.183 whip. And he is just doing everything we want. So I could not ask for more from you, Yeah, he, I mean, he is... Up. He's electric. He's absolutely he's electric. Throw, he's throwing hard again, and yeah. it's amazing. And he's got yeah. all this spunk. So I guess that whole mentality coaching thing he was trying to do over the offseason worked. So. Seems to have, yeah, found some footing. Because he is... It's He's, he's literally electric. He's spot. like... He's blowing people away. You know? I mean, I... You know, like three pitches... Like fastball, 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 just like sit down. Like you, you had no chance. Yeah. Um, it was fun. It was very fun to watch. We had a very good time watching that game. Uh, my moment of the week was uh, in the, against Seattle. Um, Mitch Hanniger hit a ball to center field that was like pretty well gone. It was it was a good amount of distance beyond the fence, and Ramon Laureano like hopped up on the top of the wall. And stayed up there for like a crazy amount of time and almost made like what would have been one of the best catches I've maybe the best catch I've ever seen, at least one of the best catches I've ever seen. And he was like less than a foot away. You know, it was like it was uncatchable territory, I would say, if I would have just watched the home run without him trying to catch it. If it would have just landed in the stands, I would have said, like, oh yeah, I mean, no one's gonna catch that. But he got really, really close. And he made me think he was gonna catch it. And it was it's I you know, probably an uncatchable ball. So, uh, I appreciate the effort, and I love Ramon. And with how angry we are, it's nice to see them angry when things don't go their way, because it's nice to know they care. Yeah, he was and pissed. He, he, he was pissed he, he almost, didn't catch it. He almost threw his glove just, he, like, into the ground. He was heated. It. And it's crazy that that ball was that gone, and it seemed like he was positive he was going to catch it, and was really pissed when he didn't. So, yeah. that was yeah, that was cool. But so, I mean, so, yeah, uh, we, we angry. We angry, fam. Uh, They've lost seven of ten series. They are on pace for possibly their second losing month since 2018. They're 8-11 and 11 in June. I mean, I'm sorry, in July right now. That can't be true. What? 8-11? and 11. Is that true? They've only played 19 games in the month so far? Well, there's the All-Star break. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, let's assume this is true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're 8-11 on the month. 
And yeah, they need they really badly need to prevent that from happening. A losing month. They've scored thirty three runs since the All Star break. The second fewest in baseball. And it's that's what it seemed like, you know? Yeah, it doesn't look any better than the numbers imply. There's really not a lot to be hopeful for at the moment. Hopeful that the team will make a trade. Hopeful that Matt Chapman will become good again. I mean, hopeful that these guys are what we think they are, not what they're doing right yeah. now. You know. I mean, how great would it be if Stephen Piscotty was a re- at least re- replacement level player again? Yeah, I mean, I there are just guy. There are a lot of dudes on our team have set bars themselves by with past performances that they're not meeting right now and that sucks but it's also there's an implication there that maybe they will and you know if that's all we need really at the end of the day i mean our trade would be great but i i think both of us are less confident that that's going to happen than we were maybe even a week ago so um they if they're going forward with what they have right now, I'm not super fired up about that. But also, it's a group of dudes that has played excellent baseball for stretches. So, we'll see. I don't know. It's a bad time right now. And, and I mean, it's not even as bad as it could be. Which is, I don't know. It makes I don't it more even frustrating know. somehow. I don't even know which side of that coin to look at. Like, is it, is it going to get worse? Or is it not, is, you know, like, or is it not that bad right now and we need to, like, chill a little bit, you know? Because um, it's not like we've like played ourselves out of contention, at, like by any stretch, but we do need to get it together. You know, if we lose eight of our next ele- if we lose, excuse me, seven of our next ten series, we may be out of the playoff picture. You know, I mean, it sums sums got to give if we want to win. And I said, yeah, they're just they're not passing the eye test. You know, they don't they don't look confident with leads when it it's it's there's like a vibe that they're gonna lose any lead that they have. Yeah. You know, like a three nothing game in your mind is a three three game. Every game to me is starting to feel like those games we played against the Tigers in the playoffs in like 2013, where no matter what, just Max Scherzer was going to strike out Josh Reddick and it was going to be over. Like yeah. it just felt hopeless. Yeah, like you're 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 gonna, gonna you know you're gonna lose. One. You know you're gonna, gonna lose even if, even if you're winning. You know you're gonna lose. And the only point of like the only outcome that's worth following in the game is how it happens. You know what's gonna happen, and it's just yeah, this it. It happened, and I, you know, I there. What are we like? What's what are we like? Twelve games over five hundred still. Something along those lines. Let us see. Eleven. We're eleven games over five hundred. And I feel like I may be saying this too much at this point, but if you would have told me that we would have had this record at this point in the season before the season started, I don't think I would have been super mad about that. I would have been slightly upset about the five and a half games behind Houston thing. But I mean we're we're playing we're a winning baseball team still right now. You know, the Mariners are way too close and we're way too far behind Houston. But we're right in there, dude. We're right in there. They we need they we need to get it together. But I you know, uh, apparently you and I both read that there was some bad feelings going around. There was some people that were not there were some people in that dugout that were not satisfied with the result today. And I was also not satisfied with the result today. So I'm glad we're on the same page about yeah. that. And I hope they get it together. We're hoping Bob Melvin reams them terribly hard. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's just... Reams them a new one. I don't know what I was going <laughs> to say. Rips them a new one? I don't know. 
You could just ream them. You could just ream someone. You right? just ream someone. I mean, I think the word itself implies <laughs> that it was pretty rugged, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, so I, I mean, I, I feel like we both know and everybody listening, I mean, we're all, we've all got to be feeling the same way, right? No one's having a great time right now. It's, so I'll just take lo- a deep it feels breath. like they're losing a lot. We just, we have no choice but to be patient and hope the, that they're better than this. Yeah. And I mean, I, there's like the, I think, I don't know, I don't know who's that, maybe Michael Jordan, I don't know, maybe Kobe. Um, you gotta like, you gotta hate to lose more than you like to win. And they kind of, the vibe I'm getting is that they're cool with winning and like losing stinks. But, you know, like we're still friends. And it's like, uh, you got, I'm glad that you guys are getting along, but like you need to win baseball games. You need to be focused on winning baseball games. You know, like it's, and they've become desensitized to losing somehow. Yeah. I mean, but also there was a picture of Matt Chapman. Matt Chapman looked pissed. There was a picture of Matt Chapman in the dugout after the game and he looked pissed and he should be pissed. I hope he gets a little bit more angry because I, maybe that'll help. He's having a pretty bad year. When when he slid into third and got called out in the ninth, I saw he just kind of like sat there on all fours looking like, I don't know what's going on anymore. Yeah. I don't know how to fix this. So, who knows how they'll fix it. But the whole idea of being a fan is having faith that they will fix it. Yeah, and I, there's, as I said, there's still, we're still, we're 56 and 45. Life could be worse. Onward we go. And uh, one of the major reasons we've been doing as well as we have been doing lately is Sergio Romo. Someone... We needed someone to solidify the bullpen. Well, we need a couple people. It's kind of a mess right now. But we needed someone to step up to solidify the bullpen. Or at least make a start to solidifying the bullpen. And I did not think it was going to be Sergio Romo, to be honest. Me. But he has been excellent. He has been excellent, and he's fun to watch, and he gets super fired up. And I love the fact that he's on the ace. I feel like I understand. I didn't necessarily not understand at the time, but I get why Giants fans loved him. Yeah. He's great. He's fun. Yeah. He's fun. He This week alone, he pitched four innings in three separate games. He gave up a single hit. He struck out four. And that's the end of the story. Like, yeah. He didn't give up anything. He's not walking anyone. And these are clutch situations that he's been put in all of a sudden. Um, he's arguably the number one clutch situation guy we have at the moment. I think he may have subtly took over that role for Yusmero Petit. I yeah. Batiste just had, like, a, a bad couple of outings. And I believe he'll probably come around, but also, you know, overall, I don't know. Overall, um, on the season, if you compare the two of them, Batiste's got a 2.98 ERA, Romo has a 3.62, but Romo has a better whip, 1.01, compared dude, to the 1.07, which to are that, both great. To that, dude, to that point, looking at Sergio Romo's career stats, it's... Somehow that's always been true. He's had a wildly low whip. Wow. Especially compared to his ERA. I mean, even in some of these years where he had great ERAs, he just had crazy low whips. In like some of his best years, 2011, he um, had a really good year. Um, He, in 48 innings, struck out 70 people. Uh, 150 ERA. 198 ERA plus, but he had a whip of 0. 0.7, 0. 0.7 flat. Wow. 
That's so good. And I mean, I, these years surrounding this year are also excellent. In 2012, which is I think when he started closing at the end of that season because he had 14 saves that year and he only had one the year before. But 55 innings, 63 strikeouts, an ERA plus of 198, which is pretty good. Um, What's his ERA plus this year? ERA plus 112. But I would imagine on, on its way up. Above but in 2012, 2012 uh, whip a one point, or ERA at 1.8, whip a .85. Huh. He's like way under one for a good number of these seasons. And it seems like he's well on his way to be doing that again this year. He's just not having, nobody's getting on base. It's great. It's a fun thing to watch. Dioli Scara, for the record, has a .908 whip. These wow. guys are not giving up home runs either. Jake Diekman is. Jake Diekman is, He's for got sure. six. Yes. Sergio Romo's only given up two. Romo's FIP this year is 2.73, though. So, some bad luck. Almost yep. a run. Almost a full run of bad luck. Um, it's like Diekman's had some bad luck, too. I mean, De- yeah, Diekman hasn't been... Diekman hasn't been... We don't need, to, we don't need to think about Diekman. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Romo, though. So every time Romo comes in, it's just a party. It's a party. They play his walk-up song, El Machon, yes. I believe. I don't know. Who's it by? And um, the whole Coliseum goes nuts. People are just having... It's like it's a party. He is truly Saturday a man night. of the people. Like, in in like the, the most serious way, I can make that statement. Like, he is an icon. People respond. I don't know if I've ever seen anybody respond to walk. I don't know if I've ever seen the crowd respond to walk on music quite like that. People have had, you know, like Trevor Hoffman. That was cool. Mariana Rivera's was cool. But I mean, I don't know if people were not like partying, you know, walk up songs are so cool. They are so cool. It is by Banda MS de Sergio Lizarraga. Okay. I probably butchered at least part of that. Um, but Maybe we should check out is. some of their other work. I think we totally should. And <laughs> we so we were talking about that. We are talking about walk-up songs, right? And so I wanted to look up. We said look up. So we, we needed to look up what Sir Jerome's walk-up song was. Who it was by. What the name of it was. Uh, first article that comes up is all the walk-up songs for everyone on the A's. So we figured we needed to find a way to shoehorn that in here. Because some of these are pretty cool. And... We are going to talk about what ours would be, both our hitting one and our pitching one. That's right. Um, so I mean, what are some of our favorites here? Let's I even see seen here. Uh, Chris Bassett's is unapolog- unapologetically country as hell by Hardy, which is a song I've not heard, but it made me laugh. I've heard that song while he's warming up, and it totally is exactly that. What it sounds like. It's unapologi- um, unapologetically country as hell. Marcana's Feeling Myself by Mac Dre. Oh, that's very appropriate. So appropriate. Very, very appropriate. Oh, I've been digging Matt Chapman's uh, Sublime. Yeah, I mean, it, it's summer. I always, I always appreciate that. I wonder if he's trying to, you know, change his... Uh... Doing Time. I didn't even quite register that that was the name of that song. Yeah. I knew that song, though. Yep. Um, Shooters by Tory Lane. Yeah. Is James That's Caprillion. a fun one. That is. It's a good song. It fits him. Mm-hmm. He seems like a guy that likes to go to the club. Totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I think him and Matt Chapman. 
An audio slave song by Sean Murphy. Dude, yeah, that song is. You know, you know what that is. You know, you know his walk up music. I think though, right? I would. Like, that's, if I heard it's, it. By it's, name, I don't recognize it necessarily. I, I, big Coach Eyes. Big audio slave fan. That is tight. Stephen Piscotti, Danger Zone by Kenny Loggins. Hey. Can't be mad at it, even a little bit. Jed Lowry, Tom Sawyer by Rush. Maybe the longest standing walk up song in the major leagues. He's been doing that the whole time. Yep. Yep. Fun fact, Dan and I live here in Santa Barbara right now, and uh, every Earth Day, Kenny Loggins comes and plays. It's a big deal. It totally is. Um, Matt Olson, Double Up by Nipsey Hussle. Not, not a bad choice. Chad Pinder, Desperado by Rihanna. Ooh, that's Mackie's favorite. Yeah, he is. That's, uh, that's Mackie's favorite. Um, so yeah, it's uh, fun stuff. Let me see if there's anything else on here. Adam Kolarik, Breed by Nirvana. Adam I was surprised. Is I was totally surprised. not on our team anymore, is he? I think he is. Is he not? All right, we'll cut did that we out. trade for him? Did we send him down? I, I think he's still on our team. I think he must be in AAA or something. <laughs> JB, JB Wendelkins is Red Rednecker by Hardy. So... The only repeat guy on this list is Hardy, and mm. that surprises me a little bit. You know, I've seen lie. JB and Chris in the same picture before, <laughs> drinking Bud Light. Yeah, you know, I mean, they. Okay, takes so all types. My walk up song, walk up to the plate song, I've decided would be Cashmere by Led Zeppelin. That's a good one. And that's maybe, probably would have been my choice for the last 10 years now, I don't know. Um, it's a good riff, and I feel like that's it, it, that's one way to go. That's one like solid way to go yeah. if you're gonna go walk up song. Solid riff. Um, my walk up song would be September by Earth Wind and Fire. <laughs> one of my most favorite songs. And I think <laughs> just those for just the first two measures, you know, you get through everything. And man, and then repeat it, and then I'm hitting. Just I'm imagine ready to coming go. up to the plate in September with a playoff race. <laughs> exactly, on the line. exactly. That's exactly what I'm talking and about. And hitting a walk off home run, it, yeah. dude. I yeah, and I that's been one of my favorite songs like my whole life. So yeah, that would I easy choice, easy choice. And as for a pitching song, so for me, I'm coming at this with the point of view from I was thinking of like Trevor Cahill was always known for his what White Rabbit, White Rabbit song. Yeah. And um, so I don't know. I'm going for like an easy going kind of classic vibe, which for me, a born in 92 goes to the 90s. So I'm choosing Starry Eyed Surprise by Pi Oakenfold, Shifty Shell Shock, and Crazy Town. Of Butterfly Fame. <laughs> of Butterfly Fame. <laughs> um, great choice. Great choice. I am going with Another One Bites the Dust. Excellent. For every reason it's, that you can think of. There's very obvious yeah. reasons for that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Queen Rules. Yeah, Queen Rules. <laughs> this is a pro-Queen pro podcast. <laughs> um, anyway, all right. So, coming up, we got two against the Padres. We just traded for Adam Frazier. And it feels like when it rains, it truly pours, you know? I was really kind of hoping the A's could pull off an Adam Frazier deal. And judging by... The package that went there, maybe they could have done it with like a puck or some or a poisson. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. They it would have been nice, but also Jed's Jed's fine. You know, like I I guess he could have played somewhere else, but 
He plays outfield, I guess, too. Um, the trade deadline is this Friday. It's so coming in hot. and We're going to presumably do something. I'm hoping that it's as good or better than a Tommy LaStella app acquisition was last year. I think we have probably said at least the last two or three episodes that they're going to make a trade in the coming week. So, I mean, I don't know. They need they have to now. If they want to make a trade, they have to do it in the coming week. But I'm no longer predicting it because they have burned me Everything too many we times. predict goes to flames. So <laughs> there's no there's no reason for us to predict that right now. Um, all right. So not uh, uh, Padres for two in San Diego. The boys are having an off day in San Diego tomorrow, so hopefully they. Have a great time. Go to Ocean Beach, get some tacos, maybe hit up the gas lamp, but don't get too drunk because you got to play a game the next day. Unless you somehow play better hungover, in which case, drink up. Do it. Um, do, do whatever it takes. Yeah. I'm going to say... Oh, God. I'm an idiot. But I'm going to say we're going to split in San Diego and take three or four from the Angels. I'm going to say... Finally get it going. Sweep San Diego. Ooh. And... Split the Angels. That would be... It's not the same record. That'd be, yeah, 4-2. 4-2. Right. Different ways to the same result. But yeah, okay. Worked that, I think, yeah, totally. I think that's probably unreasonably optimistic. But we were 3-3 three and three this week. It wasn't like, you know... It's just... It would have been better to... I don't know. Maybe win two, lose three, win two. Because then we would have been at least been. It's just we've just been losing for three straight days, so it doesn't feel like we're in a five hundred week. But we could do if we if we can do three and three this week, we could probably do four and two next week. But we're, we're going to need to be just, way better than we've been against the Padres, or they're going to blow us out of the building. At this point, I'll settle for not losing a series. I don't know. No, I won't settle for that. I take that back. I'm, we must win. Yes, four and two. We're sticking with four and two. Um, and it's possible. It's doable. You know, we got we we took Otani's. Pretty much Otani's best stuff, and we still beat him. We still beat the Angels. So the Padres you know. also on paper are like records wise are pretty similar to the A's right now. So they're they've been going through similar stretches, hot and cold. They've also lost two in a row at the moment. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, and I mean, I guess yeah. Kevin's probably shout out Kevin Johnson. Um, he's, he's pumped. Our resident Padre fan. I don't even need to play Eric Cosmore anymore. <laughs> Um, oh, speaking of shout-outs, shout-out Danny Hernandez. It was his birthday last week. Um, Danny. Shout-out Colton Fountain. Yeah, I guess yeah. <laughs> these are all shout-outs that we vote people for Colton sure. Colton texted me today and told me that Kara from Oakland Coliseum was in his restaurant today. That's cool. That's very cool. Yeah. So, yeah, shout-out shout out Kara as well. Texted me during the A's game. Really thought it was going to bring us some good juju, so she's got a... Order something different next time. Our this team is impervious to good juju right now. There's no, there's no such thing as good juju. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, coolest thing you saw this week. Let's end on a let's end on a high note. Coolest thing I saw this week was maybe not so cool as just mind boggling, but it was Thursday's Giants Dodgers game. Those games were crazy. They were. That was that was that's a that's gonna be good. The the rivalry is. Alive and well. As anybody watching baseball knows, any Giants, Dodgers, or Padres game, if any of those three teams are playing each other, it's must-watch stuff. It's know? wild. Even when the even when any even in a year when one of those teams might not be good, the games are still wild. The games are still absolutely wild. And this year, they're all really good. Yeah. Well, so especially now that the Padres are respectable. Yeah. Um. Anyways, in this game, Giants were down by one. 
Ninth inning, Kenley Jansen on the bump. Base is loaded, and he gets what looks like should be a third strike on a check swing versus Darren Ruff. Seems like a very obvious swing, and the umpire rolls it a ball. The Giants tie the game. Dave Roberts goes ballistic, along with many other Dodgers. And then shit hits the fan, and the Giants score four in the inning. And they win. And it was just a, it's a great example of terrible umpiring. Yeah. So yay for bad umpires. Yeah. Bring um, on the robots. It was a great game, though. It was a great game. And great game. as an outsider, I'm happy that it happened because I love a little chaos. It was fun to watch. Um, no, it was good. We, we, had a, we watched that together. Fun time. My moment of the week. We're going a little Giants heavy, but it's okay. Um, if you don't know, Dwayne Kuyper is sick and um, hasn't been... I don't know if he's, he hasn't been in the booth at all this year, right? At least not since the beginning. Regardless, right? it, 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 if he has been, it hasn't been very much. And um, this last week, he showed up in the booth and surprised Mike Kruko. Mike Kruko had no idea he was coming, and they were they they was on video, and it was one of the most heartwarming <laughs> moments I've seen in a very long time. And um, you know, like you, I'm not I'm not totally, I was not totally up to date on both of them in terms of like how long they've known each other and everything. But they always struck me as like dudes that were broadcast partners, but were also homies. Turns out they are totally homies. They when Kruko, Kruko got traded to the Giants in 1983. Kuiper was already on the Giants, but was like kind of winding down in his career. And they hit it off super quickly and very promptly started doing apparently profanity-laced broadcasts in the dugout during games. Oh man, I bet everyone. Loved and it was that. it was apparently hilarious and got so popular that it was literally the foot in the door for them to actually wow. become the Giants broadcasters. So if that is not the most organic story that you've ever heard, and it was a heartwarming moment, they're they're two older dudes, and they've obviously been friends for a very long time, and um, Kruko was just so stoked. He was just like, "God bless you," you know, like so good to see you, man. I'm so excited, and it's just you know, it was a good baseball moment. It was a very hard. It was a good. It was a good people moment, and it just happened to be a baseball moment as well. So love Kruko and Kite. They're very great. heartwarming. I think they are pretty clearly the number one broadcast they... team in baseball. Yeah, they have the best sound that, you know, it's they're iconic. They're they iconic. are iconic, for like sure. When I think of watching... They're iconic like, separate from John Miller, who's also iconic. You know, like, there's a lot of, there's a lot going on there. Wow, you just blew my mind. I, you're right. There's, there, there's the, three the, Giants. Of them, the three of them have made watching Giants games just truly a blessing. Yeah, it's, it is, they're, they're, it, there's a lot of talent there. That's a superstar team. Do we have any specific... Player predictions? I believe I predicted a Mark Canna home run for this week, which did not happen. I think we get a shutout. Somebody throws a shutout this week. And I think it might be James Caprillion. I'm not saying that as a prediction, though. We're just talking about that. He was saying how he has more than what he's shown. Yeah. And uh, we need it. You know, we need... That would be maybe a galvanizing moment. You know? Like a shutout, something to rally behind. But, uh, yeah, that's what I'm going with. Shut out, quotation marks, James Caprillion, but not part of the prediction. I predict that we will not lose a game on a wild pitch. Just kidding. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I predict that we're going to see some roster shuffles going on here. So anything ranging from calling up Homer Bailey. I I need to actually see what he's been doing, but I believe he's in AAA. 
or a Jesus Lazardo, or hopefully making a trade. Yeah. We need to shake something up. I'm thinking the 25-man roster is going to be slightly different <laughs> by Come the end next of the week. episode. We'll see. Because if it's not, that will be very, very disappointing. It would. We need. We don't need to trade everyone, but we need to do something, I think. Because we probably shouldn't so, have yeah, Jacob Wilson. I just predicted exactly right what I said I wouldn't predict earlier. But yep. it seems like it has to happen. Something, on brand. Very on brand it. for us. We have to predict a trade at some point. We have done it every time we've had the opportunity. So, um, Okay, well... That is it. We're pulling the plug on it because it was not a fun end of the week and we'll be in a better mood next week because we'll have gone four and two. Good luck not thinking about this crappiness on Monday. Uh, Maybe take the day off. Go for a walk. Yeah, do some stretching. Do some stretching, exercise. Hydrate. Yeah. Um, Maybe a good day to... Not have a beer. You know. Yeah, yeah, no, Those yeah. Suggestions. Sometimes, Maybe a great day to sometimes, have a beer. I mean, but also sometimes not having a beer can be just as good as having a beer. <laughs> um, not very often, but sometimes. Maybe on an off day after a terrible series in Seattle. But anyway, um, that's it. We'll talk to you guys next week. We'll see what happens. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.